Welcome to the podcast number two, where we're interviewing one of the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet, Christy Rye. Christy Rye is the founder of her real estate title team, where she helps out thousands of realtors all across California, where she helps them, you know, do their title stuff. And she's one of the most successful people I've ever met. So we're very lucky to have her here today, getting to interview her, talking to her, talking to her about how she does it, what she does, her daily routine, what made her so successful. And and I'll let her tell you a little bit about herself. So Christy Rye, thank you so much for coming thank here you. to Property Cousin HQ. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to be here, Dusty. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Honor. So Christy, first I want to start off by first you telling the guests and the listeners how you, what you do, who are, who is Christy Rye? Well, I'm a wife, a mother, a sister, a daughter, an auntie, a friend, and a title rep extraordinaire. Title rep extraordinaire. You hear that everyone? She's so humble too. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone has been wondering how you are who you are like what made you get into this business you know it was sheer luck I was working at a credit credit union doing reconciliation so I was working with numbers and my my co-worker got a job at Tycor title and all I know is that it was like $300 more a month salary so I said if they're hiring let me know she called me a week later and said they're hiring they need more accountants so come on over so that's how I started in title actually by doing accounting Really? That's that's pretty interesting. What were you doing before that? At, you were doing something at the credit union? Yeah, I was working at the credit union doing is, reconciliations. Does that have anything to do with title? No. No. So it's a completely different business for you, something you had not planned to do? Fell into it, 100%. So, was this part of your plan when you were a kid? Were you thinking, I want to grow to be a title rep or anything like that? No, I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. <laughs> I can see it. I can see you I, doing that. I did. That was my, I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Okay, and then do you use any of those cowboy cheerleader skills in your title reps work now? Oh, I dance around hot files all the time. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> something you probably do. Okay, now when you were choosing this business, I know it just happened randomly. You weren't expecting to do it. So there has to be something that made you stick around to want to do it for the rest of your life, right? Yeah, well, it, like I said, I fell into it and then it just became um, my strong work ethic. It became a job that I just fulfilled the, the job. And then next thing I know, I start moving up in the company, get promotion after promotion. Before I know it, I'm running my own title department and working on the files, learning the legal aspects. And once you start learning a niche like this, uh, uh, this, is, this is a trade. It's not something you go to school for. It's on the job training, so it's a, it's actually a trade. Once you start learning a trade, you you don't go and start all over somewhere else. So title became my career, just by default. It became your life. It became my life. Yeah, it's it really is, has be, become more. It is so much of me. It's crazy. It's you. So you would say that all the knowledge that you have with you has made you want to be doing it for for a while, right? Just knowing everything about it, learning so much that you've learned over the years and. Yeah, just who you are. It's you. You sharpen your skills. You sharpen your blade. You you get, you get the experience behind you, and now that's that's your forte. It's like becoming a good realtor, becoming an exceptional realtor. Why would you stop and do anything else? Yeah. So if you find something you're good at, which I found something, I'm really good at it. Very and very good at it. Thank you, and I enjoy it. I mean, there's so many different facets to it. There's 
there's a little bit of law, which I could see myself. My mother used to always tell me, Christina Lee, you should become an attorney because you are so good at arguing and getting your point across. <laughs> and and I I just enjoy, I, I enjoy all of it. I enjoy figuring out title problems. Um, I enjoy helping sellers close, sell their transactions, their properties, so that they can move on to the next chapter in their life. And a lot of people accidentally, homeowners, they, they make errors on their chain of title unknowingly by adding people on or taking people off, borrowing money from people and never getting that the property released from that lien when it's paid off. And they don't realize how that can prohibit them from selling. I love helping sellers get their title cleared so that they can move on. And my agents yeah. get to close and get their commission and, and then I get paid because I'm commission only. That's awesome. It's rewarding. That's the best way to say it. My job is really rewarding. So it sounds like you love everything about what you do and right yeah but there has to be one thing that's your favorite what's the most best thing about being who you are and doing what you do when I when I pull strings and I make something happen where and then the seller these the client will say to me Christy Rye only you could have gotten this through because I will take I will take a transaction that that someone says it's impossible that we're not gonna be able to get this closed without court intervention and I will figure out another way to get it done so that we can get our commission and everyone's happy at the end of the day and that just those triumphs it's so rewarding to me like I've got a transaction right now where the state of California is selling the property and there's not a chain of title to it we have to go back we have to go back to the 50s and these owners, they're not even owners, they're renters. They've been renting the property for 15, 20 years from the state of California. Never have heard of this. And they want to buy the property. And no title company will touch it. So I call the department that handles the state of California's uh, random properties that they own. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to work with you. I'm somewhat familiar with this. And I want to, I want to close this transaction because it'll be just another success story. No success story. That's something that you haven't done before, right? Exactly. So so there's always something that you haven't even figured out, something new that's coming to you all the time, right? Yes. Then how do you stay motivated to keep wanting to do it if it's just so many different changes and hurdles and things that you just never experienced? Because that's the fun, that's overcoming the fun. these hurdles. It's like being a basketball player or an athlete. When you when you win, what do you want to do? You want to win again. Yeah. And that's how I feel. Every triumph is a win. And you win a lot. I right? do win a lot. But so I work just, hard for it. I mean, I, I work really hard for it. I you, you work a roll lot. up my sleeves. I work a lot. So so you have all this stuff going on, and you work really hard, like you said. So I imagine that you're working all day, right? Yes. Morning to night? Yes. What does your typical day look like? I start at 6.30. Um, I get on my emails uh, because I have to send out emails to agents early in the morning. Then I get ready for work. Uh, then I go to my sales meetings, hit my offices, in between take calls, read emails. Then in the afternoon, if I'm not on appointments, prospecting, I'm working on my files. And the, if I am on appointments, then it pushes me working on my files into the evening. And then I start it all over again the next morning. So basically your morning is getting ready, handling stuff from the night before, stuff that came in throughout the night. Then yeah. you go on and just... Be in front of people, getting your face out there, showing people who you are, reminding them, right? Yes. And being seen. B2B, B2B, being seen. Being seen. Being seen, yeah. 
Okay, so that's that's really where you're getting like most of your business, right? Being seen in front of the people. Yes. And so with that, what is what makes you like what is what do you do when you go to these offices that makes you so successful to get people to want to work with you? Oh man, there's not just one thing. I mean, I say I talk to agents about the pitfalls, things that they need to be aware of, things that they may not know about in terms of. Uh, advising their clients, the different propositions. I, I guess it's just, I bring value. I bring education. That's one of my fortes is, is bringing a lot of education to my agents mm -hmm. so that they're better agents. I mean, there's so much training out there that agents can, can uh, attend. But when it comes to closing a transaction, there's, there's really no training for realtors on the pitfalls of closing a transaction, what do you do about this old lien? What do you do about this judgment? What are some of the tricks of the trade? And and that's why I, I educate my agents on how they can be they can be um, better when they when they take a listing and they get that prelim and they understand the content and how to get the issues resolved. They're um, they're that much better of agents than the average agent out there. Yeah. So knowledge is power. And knowledge, sharing that knowledge is what gets people to want to trust you and work with you and right. just adding all that value that you're giving, right? And being a resource. Got it. So I always tell my agents, if there's something that you're not you're not sure of, call me. Call me because you'd be surprised how how resourceful I am. And Do you and get can, a lot of calls a day? Oh, yeah. How many would you say that people call you to, for help on a typical day? Oh, man, it ranges. It could be, it could be 30 calls. It could be 75 calls. It could be text messages because now it's not just not everyone picks up the phone and calls now. Yeah. A lot of text messages, a lot of instant messaging. Uh, I get hit up through LinkedIn. So my, and then the emails, of course, the emails. That's a full-time job, just keeping up just on. Just managing all that. Mm -hmm. I, could Im I, I could imagine how stressful that could be having all that come in. But even though you're doing, providing all this knowledge, everything about that, would you say that there's something about you though? something that in your brain that makes you so successful. I have a can do attitude. Can do. <laughs> and I'm I'm really positive. I'm 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 always um, ready, Happy. willing yeah. and able and So you're a people person. I'm a people person. I can see that. People say that I've got I walk into a room and it lights up. I don't know if this is the right word. Would you say it's je ne sais quoi? I love that word, yes. Is it? Is that the right word to use for it? It works for me. Yeah, okay, it's so pretty. Christy Chris Rice got an enormous amount of je ne sais quoi. Let's say that. It's what gets you a lot of business. But So you said that you're busy, you have texts coming, calls, emails all day long. And I'm assuming you have to have a big team or a team to handle help you with all this, right? 100%. I, I have the most amazing team. There's five of us. And each of us have specific jobs. But then we all support each other and help with the emails that come in, um, instant messaging because my team is on my Facebook. So they are there to support me and pick up a lot of the um, demand. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a lot of support. But you didn't always have a team, right? No. How did you first start off getting people hired onto your team? How did you choose the first people? How do you hire anyone? Well, I've, gone through, of course, the norm, like Craigslist, there's a title company um, website you can go to to look for title people that are looking for job jobs. Um, I've reached out to friends and family, 
colleagues. I'll ask colleagues that I know, love, and trust, hey, do you know of anyone? Um, I mentioned Craigslist, right? Yeah. Been verified. Um, I, how many times have I said, um, are you guys counting my ums? I'm really trying to get better. I believe it's 17 is what I've been keeping track of. <laughs> 17. I'm just Thank kidding. You. It was like 20. It was Thank a joke. You. I don't know. I know. I need to be better about I didn't that. notice any of them. Really? But now I'm going to notice. I'm not going to say them anymore okay. now. Okay. Good. But so you were been saying. Been verified. Been verified. So when you, when you, those are how you bring the people in to interview, but what do you look for in someone to join to your team? Number one, good attitude. Good attitude. Can do attitude because I've had, I've had people work for me that had the skill set, but had, didn't have the, the work ethics or the, the, the positive attitude. And I can take someone, as long as they have a positive attitude and strong work ethic, I can teach them the rest, but you can't, you can't change a bad attitude. No. So number one, attitude is everything. And you 100%. Have, yeah. Attitude is everything. So I look for, a, I look for a positive attitude and a can do attitude. Then of course I look for people that have good communication skills, but again, that can be taught. So I'm not afraid to hire someone that's totally green, but if they have a, the right attitude, that to me is more important than anything. Yeah, I, I see. I always tell everyone with the right team, you, ex you can expect to be granted with a smile and how can I help? I don't think I've ever not seen you smiling when you're coming into a room. Well, especially just, when I see you, I can't help it. I, 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 I would agree with that. I usually have that effect on people. <laughs> well, you are Dusty Mulher now, aren't you? That's right. What, so, is that, what is that word again? Je ne quoi? Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. You have to say the je, 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 je ne sais quoi. That's I don't even moment. know what that word means, but I feel like that's the right word and I used it properly. I love that word. Yeah. Me too. Perfect. I invented it. No, you did. Oh, okay. I didn't. But okay. So my final question is before we open it up to Q&A to the audience, what would you say that you would want to just one thing that you could tell the listeners, something that they would help them in their business, something that they could grow, someone just starting out, wanting to be successful in any industry. Show up. Be seen. Nothing happens if you're not there. That's Is nice. that a double negative? No. Nothing will happen if you don't show up. Just being there. The number, the number one thing is just showing up first and foremost. You know, I remember when I first, so I, I didn't mention this, but I used to be a title officer at Orange Coast. That's one of the things that separates me from my wonderful competition. There's a lot of great title reps out there. I have wonderful competition, but none of them can say that they used to be a title officer and, and ran a very busy and successful title unit. So when I shut that title unit down, my management was torn. Do we let her go? Or what happens if we let her go? What's, what's the next thing for Christy Rye? And I'm so glad I took that, that leap of faith. So when I became a sales rep, shut down my title unit, my, my manager at the time, I remember she said to me, because I would ask her questions, a lot of questions. Finally, one day she said, honey, you got this. 80% of it is just showing up. But if you show up and you be yourself, you will be a success. Showing up. Showing up and, and be yourself. Come from a position of service. Yeah. You know, so I always, I always start with how can I help you? Because when you help other people, and I know this sounds so cliche, but it is so true. If you help other people, it will come back to you tenfold. So um, I come from a position of service. And so she said to me, 
Christy Rye, you could stand out on a corner and say to everyone that drives by you, do you need, do you need title insurance? Do you need title insurance? Do you need any type of insurance? She said, eventually someone will say yes. And you have no skill set. You're just standing on a corner and it could be for anything. Just being there. Just being there. And that, that resonated with me. So I need to go where the people are that need my services. So I show up. I have a very strong work, work ethic. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of the door. If I'm not out of the door, out of my house by eight, nine at the latest, I feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? And if I go home before 7 p.m., like walk in my door at home, I feel like, why am I home so early? I need to be working. Yeah. The last tip I would leave with you guys is always ask for one more. Stop, make one more stop, ask for one more title order, ask for, ask one more person, can I help you with something? And so my boss would tell me, she says, honey, when you think about calling it a day and closing up shop, hit one more office. One more. And I'm, it, it works. So knock one more door, make one more call, reach out to one more past client, send one more email, make, write one more handwritten note. Do that every day. That's 365 more people. See? Wow. That's my advice. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much, Christy. We're going to open up the questions to the audience now. See uh, if anyone has any questions for us. So I'm going to pass the mic down. Hi, Christy. Hi. <laughs> so I know that being out in the field and doing everything that you do on a daily basis, um, you still have a husband and you still have children. So I always wondered, because I was able to, not was able, like it was a blessing, but I was able to do a lot of it without having, you know, how many children do you have? Three. Three. Three and a husband. Mm -hmm. So so four, uh, really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering how you were able to balance that out. I know that's always a big Yeah. No, big Cindy, thing. that's a great question, because that's, that's actually why I shut down my title unit, because I had two, two babies under the age of three. And I never saw them. And it was an it was eye opening to me because I was I was you know when you're a title officer you don't leave until the last file is written up and submitted for recording. So if somebody called me at five o'clock and set up ten recordings, I already knew I'm I'm not leaving for the night because you can't leave. The sale must occur. And so that was that was fine for a while until I had my second, which is my wonderful Austin. And I barely remember the first two years of his life. And that was, that was not okay with me because I worked so many hours, which is where I got my, my, my work ethics. And I, it just so happened, timing is everything, a, a rep at our company left and went to a competitor. So this vacancy appeared. And they thought of me, the sales manager thought of me to take that position and offered it to me and I, I accepted. So I'm thinking now with that position, you were able to be home earlier. I was or... able to drop my kids off at daycare. I was able to pick them up from daycare. I was able to drive them to school, pick them up from school. I was able to take them to practice. Um, I was able to go to evening games that I was never allowed to, I mean, the only thing I could say, see was, you know, games on weekends. So if they had, an, you know, a five o'clock soccer game on a Wednesday night, I'd have to miss it. So 
no, I didn't miss any games or doctor's appointments or things like that anymore. And they didn't have to go to daycare. I was able to put them in uh, school or at the school, the preschool, at, you know, so that they could they could be at school and they'll transition easily. They didn't have to go to someone's home where I dropped them off. It was a no-brainer. But finding that balance is hard, Cindy, as you and I both know. Hi, Christy. First of all, thank you so much for being here. Um, I just want to get a sense of what are your biggest challenges throughout the day or just throughout your career? And how do you address those or overcome those challenges? I think my, my biggest challenge is uh, trying to do, I'm really, I'm a, I'm a control freak. So I think one of my biggest challenges is delegating. I should delegate probably more than I, than yeah. I, than I do. And also structuring my, trying to find that balance between appointments trainings, office meetings, and working on files. Because it's it's a lot to juggle, a lot of spinning plates in the, you know, around me. And I'd like to think that I have them all, you know, spinning perfectly in unison, but there's times when you just, it's in, this business throws a wrench in your day. I mean, next thing you know, there's a walk down. That wasn't planned. And it's an emergency or an agent needs something delivered clear across town, maybe to another county. And it's an emergency. So handling those sudden game changers, but still at the end of the day, taking care of everybody. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it's real. It's not fake news. It's real news. <laughs> Title news. That's awesome. And uh, so we have another question coming in now. Hi, Christy. Hi. Okay, so my question to you is, I'm a new entrepreneur. I have a hard time turning it off throughout the day, like right. mentally just like coming down from it all. I don't know how to turn up. What do you do to turn your mind off from work and just kind of be in the moment with your kids or your family? Or Say so I'm really bad about that too. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. um, I... With my kids getting older now, Gabby, mm -hmm. I, I'm valuing my time with them way more now than ever because you see it slipping away. You're young, so you have time. Mm -hmm. But when it's just you before you have kids, you've got nothing but time on your hand. That's how you feel. Mm -hmm. And you have kids, and then you realize how your time now is them. But you still have to be the title person, the entrepreneur, mm -hmm. finding that balance. And you can get caught up in it. But the thing you have to remember is that you never get that time back. Right. And I'm sure you hear that all the time. And you will hear that mm -hmm. when you become a mom. Make sure you spend time with your babies. You will never get this time back. There's no getting it back. Cindy, how many times have you heard that as a mom? And then you think, yeah, but you're not in my shoes and you don't realize I've still got to put food on the table. But there's, it is a reality. So now, while I still have my kids around and they still want to be around, I enjoy them. So when I catch myself working at night, I will just all of a sudden shut my laptop and I will push it back. And I will turn to my son and say, start over. Because I realize... I'm not 
there. You have to make time for yourself. Otherwise, you could burn out. You don't want you don't want to burn out. So vacation. I go on a lot of date weekends with my honey. We enjoy each other's company a lot. And so we and we travel well together. So we do a lot of little weekend getaways, just the two of us. Usually because the kids are doing their own thing. So we're like, well, let's go San Diego. You know, let's go see a concert. So I am starting now to do more for me. But Monday through Thursday, I have to say, I, I put a lot into work. And I try Friday, Saturday, Sundays for me, the family. When you're doing your thing on those Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, are there times that you step away from maybe a family party or dinner or something to answer some work calls? To yes, do? I do. If my phone, okay, I know I'm contradicting myself, but if my phone rings on the weekend, you guys need me. That's how I look at it. If my phone rings over the weekend, there this call is coming in because it's important. it's important. It is important. If I cannot answer, I will text, say I'm at an event, is this urgent? Because I will step out. And half the times, they'll reply back, no, Christy, if you could just get this information for me on Monday. Or, no, it is really important. I'm sitting with clients. Oh, then I have to walk out to be there for you guys. That's yeah. awesome. But it's, so it's okay yeah. to ask. Right. Is it urgent? Right. It's okay to ask. Mm -hmm. That's good. That, thank you, Christy. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for being our second guest on our podcast here, Property Cousin HQ. So this video is going to be available on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, as well as a podcast that we're going to be announcing soon. We don't have a title yet, but stay tuned. We're going to be posting that. So post in the comments below what you think, any questions that you have for Christy, any questions about anything that you learned or something you want to hear the next time we interview an entrepreneur. So thank you so much, Christy. Thank you. It's been the second podcast and it's been amazing. It's been an honor. Thank you so much.